this morning for the Word of God together. And the Bible says in the book of Revelation, read about six or seven verses together. So find a screen. I'd like you to read out loud with me, please. Here we go. And the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I from God prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And the place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. Right there, hit the pause. I just want to say, from the book of Genesis all the way through the book of Revelation, the, the Lord is with them. The Lord is with them. Say that with me. The Lord is with them. Hail Mary, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Anytime, many times an angel would appear and say, Fear not, the Lord is with you. Moses said in Exodus 33, I'm not going, he said. Because what makes us any different from any of the other peoples of the, the lead pastor of Victory Church for 25 plus years now? This has been an element, the manifest presence of God in this place so that when a believer or an unbeliever either walks in that place and in those people. Come on, somebody say amen. Plenty places to do that. Have that nice little form and all the programs and everything, but I'm telling you I'd rather God mess up our program with somebody. That's more important to me than anything else that we do. So, this is it. When Jesus is with you. So we've got this happening in Revelation 21. Let's go on. Death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things, making all new things. He said, Behold, I am making all, all things new. Also, he said, Write this down. For these words are true. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, to the payment. Bow your hearts with me, please. Oh, gracious God, we're overwhelmed. You love us with an everlasting, unconditional, indescribable love. God, in the awareness of your love that never ends. Lord, just to think about more than you do right now. There's also nothing that I could do that would make you lunging. Your love is amazing. God, it's from that vantage point this morning as believers that you are making all things new. Take my words. Be, speak the, the, the amazing life-giving words of the gospel. Only come through Jesus. And we lift up that name that is above every name. I need you more than I've ever needed you. Be seated in the name of the Lord and in His presence. Title of the message today on the way the word is actually shaped to revise basically is a do-over to first of all capture our thinking and we have to see it in a different way. To see something from a place of fresh understanding is when all of a sudden the world becomes a different place. A little boy who'd been going to school, a little boy goes and gets a fresh pair of glasses and he's laying out in the yard and he said, I always knew perspective that comes when Christ changes us from being blind, but now we see so many things in His world, in His wonderful creation, that all of a sudden come alive to us. It's strange for me, because I had set this aside in these four messages and was intending to do what did the first Sunday of the year. I walked in here and someone looked at me and one of, a couple of our medical people said, go back home and get in the bed. And that's the day that I ended up in the hospital with a staph infection. And I said, this is what I was going to preach. And he took it and ran with it and did an amazing job. And a beautiful job. I listened to it in the hospital bed and I, uh, on the Genesis principle. Because this is, I'm laying in the bed listening to it at Methodist Germantown. And just worshiping God. Hearing him on going, yes, yes, there is a, 
a next generation that's going to carry this to be able to the Spirit of God hovering, the Spirit of God regenerating and giving life, and the Spirit of God empowering. And because um, I, I really, and I'll say this again, not facetiously, but Happy New Year. Because this is my first Sunday in the new year to be with you. And so I just want to say happy resolutions. The things that you recognize in your life that need change. I want to see accomplished in 2015 that I had hoped. And I made some, uh, made some real struggles. God graced me to be able to see a number of those things come to pass. And one of them was to get out of credit cards. God, I'm out of credit card debt. And so that was one of my personal goals. It was financial. Probably, statistically... Probably 90% of you have already forgotten about your resolution fresh because I think that's in a place where we really can find a grounding rather than getting up sort of a religious head of steam and trying to uh, hope way through the resistance of temptation and whatever bad habit you're trying to break or being able to I'll just say if you can do anything 21 days in a row that you've established a good habit. So beyond all of that stuff that we... And realizing that right now where I am, as messed up and jacked up as I that's you. And that's me. And that's recognizing that, that we are of the world began. God set His love on you. He knew you on the 18th of January to find a fresh start. In the beginning of the year, here's Jesus speaking in this place of being seated. The Lamb seated on the throne easy just to obliterate all of it, blow it all up in some kind of cataclysmic apocalypse to teach that nonsense. But Jesus basically says, no, I'm not making all new things any longer, and I'm going to breathe some life into that, and I'm going to make that messed up, bad, wrong thing. I'm learning to forgive, learning to be patient, learning to love those around you in better relationships. Because the difference between religion and the gospel, remember, is the gospel says it's done, it's new. It will make you sweat. The gospel will give you rest. It will leave John saw a picture of the exact same thing. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. We'll perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. God started this thing. God is going to finish. Who has begun a good work will perform it. Will perfect it, another translation says. It's new in my life. I recognize that what God sees me now in Christ and how I see myself, some spirit of God is doing, hovering over my life, regenerating me as Pastor Jeremy preached, equipping Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews 11 verses 1 through 3. You stay seated. Brings it into your now. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the faith. This is not part of the text that is there on the screen, but I'll quote it. It's further down in Hebrews. How to adhere to His promises in, in spite of what things look like. And so to be hit with the kind of stuff, it has challenged me. Medical doctors, I'm thankful for uh, antibiotics. As a matter of fact, I'm sitting here before you this morning. There's a, needless to say, it hit me hard, it hit me fast, and I... Never thought I was dying, but I felt like there are religious teachers who teach that nonsense, who take the sovereignty of God and bump it over to... That's nonsense. We have a very real enemy of that. Though I know that God uses and works through all of this, God redeeming it and working through even this bad circumstance for my good because I love Him, that He worked things in the depth of my soul when I was on the trough. I was looking up through the bottom in my own person praying for me and this church has stood beside us and I'm so thankful for that. But I'm going to tell you, there are times when you just go, you're, I feel like you're in this thing alone and by yourself. In the middle of the chaos of you. And I'm going to tell you, Jesus came to my hospital room and He got in the boat in the storm. to you. 
I'm thankful that faith, this is what the Bible says. We understand that the universe was created how? By the word of God. So, so basically, God comes along and he speaks his word out of nothing. God speaks and everything we see comes to pass. But the, the universe was created by the word of God. If you believe that, say amen quickly. Number one, creation and recreation. So the first creation in the natural and the new creation in the spiritual follow first the natural, then afterward that which is spiritual. The whole old covenant is one of natural sacrifices of the blood of bulls and goats and rams and doves. Sacrifice of praise, the sacrifice of joy, the sacrifice of thanksgiving. That says in Hebrews 13, 15, by Him, Jesus Christ, by Jesus Christ, therefore let us all the fruit of our lips giving thanks to His name. For to do good and communicate the sacrifice of thanksgiving, the sacrifice of praise, the sacrifice of joy is another one. The Bible. When I'm not in the mood, it's a sacrifice when I don't have the strength and I say, I will shout me down this morning. Come on, somebody. So it's a sacrifice. The Old Testament, the Old Testament was a natural priesthood. You had to be born of Levi. Now we are all offering up spiritual sacrifices to God. It says we are a chosen generation praises of Him who has brought us out of darkness and into His marvelous light. Come on. You got some light. We used to be in the dark. But now we got some light. Or the image of the earthly, our, our father Adam. Now we are bearing the image of the heavenly. Now that no longer am I to be identified with the old man of sin, of Adam and the Adamic nature. But now I'm to be hearing me this morning. The very same way, I want you to see the picture here of what's going on. Point number and the Word. There are two creative elements of the Spirit and the Word. generates the Spirit and powers. But I want to quote the verse to you so you can see this. These two elements of the Spirit and the heavens and the earth. And the earth was without form and void and darkness over the waters. Everybody said the Spirit hovered. Pat it now. Weeks before you've ever come to victory, and maybe today is your very first time, and Christ as personal Savior and Lord of your life. And this morning you're going to hear so change can come into your life. But long before that happened, God's been drawing your heart where you drive down the road and maybe never thought of yourself as a man or a woman of prayer, yourself known to my life. And maybe you've left your top 40 radio station and flipped across hard by yourself. Or, or maybe it was a moment when the kids were asleep and, and, and you cracked open a Bible from your word and a scripture came out that really made itself very powerfully known to you, your, your life. And maybe you fought back a tear when a co-worker who is a Christian shares it and drawing you and there's something on the inside of you that can't be satisfied until you answer this question. 2015 and you've sensed the presence of God in this place and you're seeing some guy up here talk about a struggle over chaos and darkness. The Spirit of God is hovering over the mess in your life and the chaos and the... And oh my, my, I want to tell you the beautiful thing that follows is not just the Spirit hovering. God said, let there be light. And every phrase that follows through it and the host, starry host of the heavens and the two great lights, the sun and the moon, and He caused the vegetation. And then at the culmination of it, He created man and He set man down in the middle of the garden. Every was good. And the evening and the morning were the second and the third and the fourth and the fifth and the sixth day. And God said it was good. And He said, behold, it's very good. The speaking word, God said, and God said, and God said. 
and God has been hovering over the lightning bolt or some kind of nuclear bazooka from the brow of Zion's hill. I'm looking down into the brokenness and the darkness and the darkness covering the face of the deep and that's, brother, it's not where he's going to stop. At that moment, the gospel penetrates and he says, and God says, let all of a sudden you've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness and you're now a member of the kingdom of light. Captivated by a new captor and his name is Jesus and you are walking in the freedom that only Christ can bring. Feel sorry for a guy who's up here doing everything he's doing by faith and struggling through a little bit of weakness. Help me, preach. God who doesn't give up on us and decide to make all new things. But he says, no, I'm going to take your mess and I'm going to make it a mess. Everything that's not right and that's messed up and that's jacked up, I'm sending my spirit light into the darkness of your life. And I'm going to bring order into the chaos of you that created the first natural creation are also involved in the spiritual recreation. The re- hope packed into what I just said right there. You ought to get your shout on and it ought to at least last till third. God in the world and in your life and in your destiny. The struggle that I have as a pastor is to help people forget who they used to be. And because you've been told so much and your self-talk has been so negative and everything has been, and you can go to church every Sunday and hear regularly what a low day to who you are in Christ. And what I used to be and what I am now are two entirely different things with a second chance. I'm a whole new creation. Righteousness is in me. Oh, come on, somebody, are you hearing me just a little bit in this place? goes forth out of my mouth, it shall not return to me void. It shall accomplish that which I please. It will accomplish what He sent it to do. Everybody say, it gets the job done. It does a good job. It doesn't come back void. Now, you don't have to keep repeating. You can stop there. It doesn't come back void. It accomplishes what it was sent to do. In the Word that God speaks, it has the ability to produce His intended result. your life, and He says, favored in Christ. He looks at your sickness and he says, healed in Christ. The promises of God to me are yes, and I have to rise up and give the amen, the so bitched. Just going, God, what is going on? I had so, such high hopes for the big. I just want to tell you there's a new level of compassion in trials and, and, and struggles. And mine is not over, but I'm going to tell you in Christ, I opened my Bible was the passage that the Lord reminded me of. I was praying one day and I was looking and I had gotten the word a few days prior and I just put up two lines of it on Facebook. If it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, it us up alive when their anger was kindled against us. Now, now I want to when it says people, I'm in this point of the enemy. Remember the Bible says in Ephesians 6, there, there, there are people in this room that I can have disagreements with. I don't see you as my enemy. There are people in the community. That's the devil. That's demons of hell that try to separate and divide. Come on, somebody. And so against me, I'm seeing demonic forces that are, have come to steal and kill and destroy and that are trying to take gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. Now listen to this, verse 6. Blessed be the bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. Our hair just really began to stick out to me and I, I, I pulled it up and I began to read over it. Blessed be the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. And it began to move like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and it hit me that time when I read it. The snare of the enemy has no more power over my life. The snare is broken. 
And we are set bed and I sat up and I raised my hands in the hospital room and I started saying, God, the snare is broken. And I'm probably bellowing on the side of the bed better than I've been all week long. Leave me alone. And I just began to weep and tear. The snare is broken. And I wrestled experience before in my life and I knew no matter what I would face. And you know what? That wasn't the end of it because I came home. The pills cost $200 a piece. Unfortunately, 128, I only bought 12. Thank you, Jesus. And I took one and had tingling left side all the way down. I thought I was having a heart attack or stroking out. And we got on the ambulance and rode back to... And all the way I'm riding, I'm going, the snare is broken. The snare is broken. The lady in the ambulance... <laughs> I don't care. I know... You can disagree with Apostle Paul never did say, I'm persuaded in what I know. He said, I'm, he said, I'm confident, I'm convinced that which I've committed unto him against that day. I know in whom gets stripped away from you. But in, the, in that moment is when you get a fresh understanding of who it is. Jesus had come to me in his presence. And he had said to me, the snare is your life. When you're praying in the middle of a struggle... You seek the face of God and you look to the Word in the heart from my toes. And I sat up on the side of the hospital bed in strength. God says that I knew that I knew that He'd said it to me. And I knew that the snare was broken. Already drawing, you just need to get the Word and let the Word define your circumstances. Last point, the new creation gives you a new, a new center. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.20 was made to be sin for us that we might be made the righteous. 5.17 And I want you to, to find the screen. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old... Theologians say that we are in between the now and the now. You and I are both looking at areas where we still struggle. On January the 18th, 2015, to overcome those struggles, if I let Jesus get in the boat in the storm, to meet you in a way that you've never known Him before, might change. But who you know will become greater. I want to tell you, I have never loved Him more than I love Him this morning. I love Him big face. If you've never crossed the line of faith, with every head bowed, bring you to a new center. It's no longer about ourselves, about us, but it's who begins to define by His Word everything that we are. He loves you just like you are right now. He loves you too much to leave you that way. But nothing you can do will make Him love you more. And the opposite.